going on guys welcome back to another video and we are starting off with one from cnbc and we start off with one about crypto oh everyone's love that topic so cryptocurrency and this relates to el salvador the imf is urging el salvador to drop bitcoin as legal as legal tender so yeah there's been a lot of problems with crypto lately, uh, you know, there was a crash, a big crash, you know, it lost a lot of value. So the International Monetary Fund is pushing El Salvador to ditch Bitcoin as legal tender, according to a statement released on Tuesday, and it makes sense why crypto bros ain't gonna like it though, because they never like it when the man tells countries what to do, because they want crypto to be everywhere. But IMF directors stress that there are large risks associated with use of Bitcoin on financial stability, financial integrity, and consumer protection, as well as the associated fiscal contingent liabilities. The report, which was published after bilateral talks with El Salvador, went on to urge authorities to narrow the scope of its Bitcoin law by removing Bitcoin's status as legal tender. In September 2021, the Central American nation became the world's first country to adopt cryptocurrency as legal tender alongside the US dollar. So for those of you who don't know, legal tender is basically any form of currency that can be used to purchase things. So it's legal currency, right? Like, you know when people talk like about monopoly money, right? Ha ha ha, you can't buy anything with monopoly money. But countries can make Monopoly money legal tender. They're not going to do it, obviously, but that's the point, right? Monopoly money isn't, you know, recognized as real money. And Bitcoin wasn't recognized as real money. But El Salvador has done that and made it, you know, legally, legally money. They've also done it with the US dollar as well. So you can just go into shops and spend with using the US dollar. Which that one's actually smart. That one's smart. I wish, uh, I don't know, Western countries should do that more. I feel like um, America, the UK, and Europe, the euro, the pound, and the US dollar should be able to just be spent in stars. That would actually be quite smart. So the Salvadoran president, Nayib Bukele, who has tethered his political fate to the success of the country's Bitcoin experiment. <laughs> he tethered his fate and then Bitcoin fucking crashes by 50%. Wow, that's gonna have hurt. On Friday, the president tweeted that he bought an additional $15 million of really cheap Bitcoin as the crypto market plummeted. Bitcoin is down about 50% from its November record high. So he spent another $15 million worth of money on more Bitcoin after it crashed only a month ago. Well, a bit over a month ago. So the IMF report went on to say that the same directors I express concern over the risks associated with issuing Bitcoin-backed bonds, referring to the president's plan to raise one billion via a Bitcoin bond in partnership with Blockstream, a digital assets infrastructure company. So part of their move is to create a national virtual wallet called Chivo that offers no fee transactions and allow for quick cross-border payments. So El Salvador is a country that has seventy percent of its. Sorry, El Salvador is a country where 70% of its citizens do not have access to traditional financial services, aka a bank. Chivo is meant to offer a convenient on-ramp for those who have never been a part of the banking system. So, 
IMF directors actually agree with the Chivo thing. They think that's actually smart having an e-wallet, right? You know? Um, but this says, like, you got to be careful with it. You know, thereby helping to boost financial inclusion. Though they emphasize that the need for strict regulation and oversight, because in Salvador, people have been reporting that their identities are being stolen, so hackers can use it to register their national ID number in Chivo. And when they do that, the hackers get a free $30 worth of Bitcoin offered by the government as an incentive to open the wallet. But once the IMS has bemoaned Bekele's uh, Bitcoin experiment, Tuesday's statement echoes a report shared by the IMF in November, in which the financial regulator wrote that Bitcoin's high-priced volatility translated to significant risk to consumer protection and noted that Bitcoin should not be used as legal tender. So El Salvador's been trying to secure a loan from the IMF, IMF, and yeah, and that's become difficult because of the situation. So the country needs to figure out some other backstops to shore up its finances, and the IMF has predicted that under the current policies, public debt will rise to 96% of the GDP of El Salvador by 2026. That's bad. You never want your debt to... Wow. Things are bad in El Salvador. Um, the whole Bitcoin is... When you make something legal tender in your country, that has direct effects upon... It has direct effects upon your economy, right? Because it's counted as part of your economy. So if you have... Say, this is just an example. This isn't the truth. This is just an example to make point. Say El Salvador, 50% of its wealth, of its reserves, of, you know, its financial backing, everything that props the country up, you know, like how America has gold and stuff and bearer bonds and things like that, and they're used to, you know, as part of saying this is how much the country is worth, and it balances off debt and stuff, right? Well, gold is relatively safe. Gold usually goes up. It doesn't really crash. There's only a finite amount of gold, so the price is steady, right? There'll never be more gold in the world that, than there is in the world. You know, you can't create it. So it's a lot safer than, say, Bitcoin or any other type of currency. But the problem with Bitcoin is it's not recognized around the world, right? And whilst people might use it as currency and that's the thing, the market is very, very volatile and Outside factors can very easily destabilize it just from a billionaire or a few billionaires saying words or a few government leaders saying words or just something that happens in the tech industry, right? Or with climate change or anything. If there's at any point there can be something that's announced that's related with the crypto space that will cause the price of coins to drop. So if 50% of your country's worth is set aside in Bitcoin, for example, say that was the case in El Salvador, then just because of one crash, the country would be like lost 25% of its net worth, you know? That's like a huge amount to lose all overnight. And that's why it's a very dangerous thing because it causes inflation. There's like consequences, right? There's consequences when you do stuff like this. I think that's what the IMF is trying to get across to El Salvador is that Having it as legal tender, the way the crypto space is, it's a lot more easily manipulated than any other form of traditional currency. But anyway, let's move on to the next story, which is from The Independent, and this is a sad one. This is a sad one. Um, Peter Robbins, voice of Charlie Brown, found dead. 
So this is that uh, Peter Robbins, the actor who voiced above Charlie Brown character in the Peanuts cartoons from the 1960s, has died at age 65. Robbins died last week, his family said, as they continue as they confirmed his death on Tuesday, 25th of January. They said that the actor who had bipolar disorder um, had committed suicide. In 2015, Robbins served an almost five-year prison term after he was convicted for making criminal threats against a number of people, including San Diego Sheriff William Gore. But the former child star was upbeat on his return and recommended that people with bipolar disorder take it seriously because your life could turn around in the span of a month like it did to me. I came out of prison and I'm a better person for it. I'm much more humble and grateful and thankful that I have lived through the experience, he said on release. He's also told media outlets that before his jail term, he went on a manic phase and bought a motorhome, a mobile home, two German sports car, and a pit bull named Snoopy. So I think they were adding that tie like that. Um, Peter Robbins was trying to bring awareness to bipolar disorder, and I, I don't know what happened or what was going on in his life. Um, I don't think you can ever really know what's truly going through a person's mind when they uh, take their life. It is a very sad situation, and condolences to the family for someone that they've lost. Um, very, very sad. As always, guys, there's a um, link in the description below, below to findhelpline.com. If you are struggling with mental health, um, suicidal thoughts, um, anything really, bullying, um, eating disorders, anything like that, uh, there's always help out there. Findhelpline.com. I'm not sponsored by them. I just put the link in the description because it's a great service that helps you connect with support in your area. It is a very, very simple website and it allows you to do that. Just while I was here, I thought I may as well show the website because I feel like that's important, right? So just find helpline.com. If you're struggling, you can get free confidential support. Um, they have a list of countries. The countries list is huge. There is so many different countries, um, and we're just going to pick one at random. Let's go for, yeah, let's do England, and we'll do suicidal thoughts because that's the topic of the video, right? And just like that, just like that, it will link you to services, websites. You can go through, you can find someone, you know, Samaritans. There's got all sorts of different websites for different countries, right? You just go through, find what applies to you, Australia. There you go. And it will link you to support groups in your area. You can get the help and support you need, guys. Always take mental health seriously. Always take care of yourself. Never be ashamed. And take that time to reach out because your life matters and people care about you. Okay, moving on to the next story. Sorry, that went on a bit of a tangent. I just wanted to highlight that. The final story of, well, no, it's not the final story, but it's kind of a two-parter. There's this two parts to this. So, we sign off with the Guardian story, which is Peter Dinklage criticizes Disney for backwards remake of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. So, Game of Thrones actor Peter Dinklage has taken aim at Disney for what he called its fucking backwards forthcoming live action adaption of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Dinklage, who stars in Joe Wright's new film, Serrano accuses the studio of double standards by attending to racial diversity in its cast but falling back on other damaging stereotypes. Peter Dinklage has said, I was taken, I was a little taken back by the fact that they were very proud to cast the Latina actress as Snow White, Dinklage told podcaster Mark Moran. 
which is still telling the story of Snow White and Seven Dwarves. Dinklage, who has a form of dwarfism called a Chandra place, continued by saying Disney shouldn't, by saying Disney should have stepped back and reassessed the project. You're progressive in one way, but you're still making that fucking backward story of Seven Dwarves living in the cave. What the fuck are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. They were so proud of that, and all love and respect to the actress and the people who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, what are you doing? Dinklage added that had a cool pro- progressive spin been put on the fairy tale, he would have been all in. Disney is responding in a statement, and they have said that to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we are taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period. So yeah, Disney's kind of in the firing zone on that one, and Pete Dinklage isn't happy. Um, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, right? Um, so hopefully Disney does a good job on it, and actually has a progressive spin. But it is Disney, so yeah, we'll have to see where that one goes. But with regards to Disney, Disney is going to be launching in 142 countries this summer, which is a very large expansion. It's also going to 11 other territories. So the full list of new countries Disney Plus will cover this summer includes Albania, Algeria, Andorra, Bahrain, Bosnia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Egypt, Estonia, Greece, Hungary, Iraq, Israel, Jordan, Kosovo, Kuwait, Latvia, Lebanon, Libya, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Malta, Montenegro, Morocco, North Macedonia, Oman, Palestine, Poland, Qatar, Romania, San Marino, Saudi Arabia, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, South Africa, Tunisia, Turkey, United Arab Emirates, Vatican City, and Yemen. The 11 territories territories include the Faroe Islands, French Polynesia, French Southern Territories, Saint-Pierre and Miquelon Overseas Collective, Aland Islands, St. Martin, Svalbard and Jan Marin, British India Ocean Territory, Gibraltar, Pitcairn Islands and St. Helena. So this is a significant um, expansion. 42 countries, um, not sure what kind of new subscribers they'll get from this. I would estimate between 10 and 20 million. Like, I don't want to say 20 because I feel like that's way too high. And, like, it's going to take time before people subscribe to it, right? But I feel like this for Disney could be worth at least 10 million subscribers. For Autumn, I feel like that's fair. I mean, it might be more than that depending on what deal they do because we don't actually know what the prices are or what the subscription plans are and how they're going to work that. They need to make it very cost-effective for a lot of these nations, because, like, I mean, a lot of them are small. Like, Turkey's got massive inflation problems. Like, Twitch had to put in regional pricing for Turkey, so more people would subscribe from Turkey. Um, Iraq, I feel like it's the same deal there. Jordan, pretty much. Palestine. There's, like, Kosovo, yeah. So they're going to have to be very flexible in the pricing around these areas, honestly. Gibraltar, full of lots of Brits and Spanish. And Spaniards, for the Brits and Spaniards, so they should get quite a people from Gibraltar. 
Although there's not that many people on Gibraltar, but you should get a decent number of people from there. But with that in mind, that's just not good for Netflix, right? Disney's expanding to 42 new countries. Netflix is pretty much saturated. You know, Netflix stock has dropped vastly, right? It's dropped vastly like this. And Disney's stock, yes, there was a drop, right? But their stock's going back up now. Their stock's going up. Netflix? Netflix, no. They've lost, like, 26%, 27%. Like, really, it's 28% in the last five days. Whereas, you know, Disney's only lost, what, like, 9%? This is not really, really good for um, Netflix. The competition is hurting them. Their lack of growth for Netflix is hurting them. And, honestly, Disney expands more. Their stocks are going to keep rising. And... It's going to hurt Netflix over time considerably, to be honest. And anyways, guys, like, comment, share, subscribe. Let me know what you think about the video. I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you for watching. Always remember, the links are always in the description below as long as um, access to support services and all that stuff. Thank you for watching. Peace out and take care, guys.